The TCPWQ presents Rain, Drains, and Bioswales, a podcast dedicated to educating the community on water quality issues. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the Tippecanoe County Partnership for Water Quality or its partnering organizations. For more information on the TCPWQ and its work, visit our website at tcpwq.org. On today's show, we have Tippecanoe County Recycling Educator, Madison Neer. Madison also works as the Resource Specialist at REC. In this episode, Madison shares about her job, what's recyclable in Tippecanoe County, addresses rumors about the transfer station moving across town, shares about the upcoming e-waste day on April 1st, her time at Purdue, and her favorite fish. Madison is so much fun. Here's our interview. Hey, Madison. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Amanda. Super excited to be here. Real glad you're here. This is great. Um, So you have a really interesting dual position with the county. You work as the resource specialist at REC and the recycling educator for the County Solid Waste Management District. Can you share a little bit about what that might look like day to day? Yeah, it's definitely... Um, Kind of crazy, I guess. Not crazy, but um, it's a lot of different things day to day. So some weeks I'll have a lot of meetings, both for rec and for recycling. Um, Some weeks I go to school a lot to teach about water quality and also um, recycling and other environmentally friendly things. Um, And then, you know, outreach on the weekend sometimes. I make a lot of social media posts for rec and recycling. So I'd say that's, yeah, I guess it depends week to week what I do, because I feel like I have like whole weeks of doing like one thing and then I move on to the next. Right. So um, as the recycling educator, you get a lot of calls. Can you tell us about what some of those calls are like? What are like your most common calls or questions you get about recycling? Yeah, I do. And there's a a household hazardous waste line that people call just with questions about recycling, where to dispose of things. The call I get the most is where to dispose of a mattress, which I think is so interesting. I didn't realize people had this many mattresses to get rid of, but it's like a daily thing. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, Mattresses. The most common recycling question I get is probably to do with plastics. You know, those are confusing. People also call about hazardous waste a lot, getting rid of pesticides and paint and Mm -hmm. weird chemicals they have in their house. So what are some tips for people um, if they have hazardous waste? Like, where do they take it? What it what's, what's accepted? Hazardous waste can be taken to the household hazardous waste drop-off, also located at the transfer station, where you can drop off your recycling as well. Um, and we take common household items. So think like oil-based paints, oil stains, pesticides, um, spray cans of stuff, used gasoline from maybe used oil from an oil change, things like that. If you're ever unsure about whether something is hazardous waste, um, I have a household hazardous waste hotline phone that I answer all the time. And people call me all the time about things that they have in their house that they're not sure if it's hazardous waste. And if you think you have something really weird and you're scared to call me, I get really weird calls. So (laughs) don't hesitate. What's that number? I think the number is 765-423-2858. Sweet. We'll fact check it. I'm like 75% sure on that. Nice. I say it a lot. 
I checked, and that hotline number is correct. Again, it's 765-423-2858. Give Madison a ring when you have questions about recycling or hazardous waste. So what is recyclable in Tippecanoe County? So Tippecanoe County has mixed recycling and we accept plastics. Um, we commonly say jugs, bottles, and jars um, because those are the most common types of one and two plastics that we accept. We stray away from saying one and two because some ones and twos aren't recyclable, such as to-go coffee cups, like the iced ones from like Starbucks or something. That's a one. Exactly. It's a one, but it's not recyclable. So that's why we focus on the type of container rather than the number of plastic. We also accept aluminum cans, um, glass bottles, glass jars, cardboard, paper, magazines, um, steel cans, you know, like sometimes soup comes in steel cans instead of like aluminum cans, stuff like that. So your common recyclable items. We also don't accept styrofoam at all. Okay, yeah, so styrofoam, you just, if you live in the city, you just put with your regular trash. Yes, it is not, not recyclable. recyclable. Nope, no. And then like bags, um, like grocery bags? Not recyclable in our stream because they can get caught in machinery. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you take them, a lot of grocery stores have like those bins out front their store. Like I know uh, Meyer does at least. Um, I think Kroger does too. Yeah. I guess it's Payless here. My mm-hmm. bad, not Kroger. Um, they have big containers where you can take all your grocery bags too and they get recycled, which is cool. Beautiful. So what happens to our recycling in Tippecanoe County? So all of our recycling from Tippecanoe County that is our drop-off bins, uh, recycling from both cities, and recycling from Purdue University gets dropped off at the transfer station. And then from the transfer station, it gets taken to something called a MRF, and that's a materials recovery facility. And MRFs sort our recycling. So we take our recycling to two different MRFs, either one in Indy or one in Muncie. And at those MRFs, they get sorted into um, their respective categories, like plastic, aluminum, paper, and then they further get sent to other processing facilities where they get broken down and reused in new products. Madison, what do you love about your job? I love the variety in my job. I am someone who hates doing the same thing every day, and I never feel like I do the same thing every day, and I love that. It's always different, it's always fun, and it's great. Uh, what would you say the hardest part of your job is? I'd say the hardest part is... Recycling is really confusing and sometimes trying to explain that to people or when it changes and I don't know, that makes me feel um, really silly because then I'm telling residents the wrong information and I don't want to tell residents the wrong information because I want them to be able to use our services with confidence that they're doing the right thing. So I think just the recycling aspect can be really hard. Does it change very often? No, there was a big change right before I started that people still aren't really used to because for a really long time, they told everyone just to recycle everything and they'd figure it out at the recycling facilities, at the sorting facilities, but that's not true anymore because if there's that many bad things in there, they have to throw whole loads away, so like none of it's getting recycled. Um, But now with new guidelines and new stuff, a lot more of our recycling is actually getting recycled, which is really promising. E-waste day is coming up. Can you share some details about this event, like the who, what, where, when, why? 
Yes, so e-waste day is a biannual event that's put on um, by Tippecanoe County Solid Waste, and it's a day where you can bring old electronics to get recycled into new electronics. So we accept basically anything with a cord. So think things like computers, laptops, microwaves, and cell phones, cords, anything like that. The things, only things that we don't take are gonna be big appliances like washers, dryers, and anything with refrigerant in it. So we don't take dehumidifiers or refrigerators. And we also, at this event, have paper shredding and medicine disposal. And that's also free. This whole event is free if you're a Tippecanoe County resident. And it's on April 1st, and it's at the Tippecanoe County Fairgrounds from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And it's going to be awesome, and you should come. Excellent. Yeah, it's a great day. Um, So this is the second time this event has been at the fairgrounds. Were there some improvements made since the first one? You guys learned some things. What, Like, how's this one going to be different? Um, This one's going to be different because there's no other events going on at the fairgrounds this time. Last fall, there was, like, a huge event going on, so that really complicated our traffic flow. And we were also put in a really small area, which also wasn't great for traffic flow. So if anyone listening was at the last U.A.S. day, I'm sorry, the line was really long. <laughs> but we're hoping it'll be better this year. We're breaking up um, medicine disposal and paper shredding to kind of like a different location at the fairgrounds. So you can do that before you get in line for e-waste. So if you don't have e-waste, you don't have to wait in a super long line. You could just drop that stuff off first, then get in line for e-waste. And we're using the whole kind of site of the fairgrounds to control traffic and all that. So we hope it'll run a lot more smooth and better so people aren't waiting a super long time to drop off their stuff and are you looking for volunteers for this event we are always looking for volunteers um we usually just have volunteers to either help direct traffic or lift stuff out of cars for people who maybe can't lift stuff out of their cars so if you like to maybe lift heavy things hit me up because we have some volunteer stuff for you and there's usually like donuts and pizza there is stuff for volunteers donuts pizza snacks coffee in the morning monica goes all out monica i think one of her love languages is buying snacks that's great that's really good that that brings the people in i've heard some rumors about the transfer station possibly moving what can you tell us about that so what i can say is best way the company that we contract um for our trash and recycling is moving they're moving to the south side of town kind of close to like i think sia is on the south side right over in that area so like kind of far away from everything so whether we move with them or not is still up in the air Um, we have a lot of things to talk about between you know the county commissioners and i and all the other entities in the city to decide what we want as a county because everyone uses this um the site will be used by the whole entire county, like both cities, Purdue, all that kind of stuff. So they are moving. It's already being built out there, but we just have to decide whether we're going to move with them. So it's going to be a busy two years of planning and deciding. Yeah, that would be like a lot farther for city of West Lafayette and Purdue, right? Yeah, that's exactly what. And the other side of town, too, because right now it's kind of centrally located. So like, if you live, let's say, like on the, I don't know, like the north side of town or something, the west, east, if you live really far out of town, it's kind of the same distance for everyone to come to the center of town. If you move to the south side, it'll obviously be really close for south side residents, and that's cool, but it'll be really bad for everyone else. Yeah. 
it'll just be a lot more, a lot more gas, a lot more time, a lot more employees. So we're thinking, we're putting our thinking caps on and getting to it. Where is the current transfer station? You got an address yeah. for the people? And the current transfer station is at 2770 North 9th Street in Lafayette. So in my mind, I always think it's before the split where the family expresses, but it's actually after. It's right after that split. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like right before, it's right before community corrections. Okay. And it's like, on, like if I'm going to Prophetstown, it's like on the way there. Yeah. It's on the way to Prophetstown. Yeah. It's on the left side of the street. This is the portion of the podcast where we learn a bit about our guests outside of their profession. Madison shares her love of March Madness, some great vegetarian lunch recipes, shout out to Smitty Bread, and she gives insight on her generation's opinion on podcasts. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Madison, you're a Purdue grad. Boiler up. Can you share some of your favorite experiences from your studies at Purdue? Yes, I loved Purdue. I'm a big Purdue advocate. It runs in my family. My mom was a Purdue grad. My grandpa was a Purdue grad. A lot of Purdue people in our family. My favorite memory from Purdue was um, we did a summer practicum for my major. I studied aquatic science and we get to go to the UP of Michigan for six weeks and do like outdoors things. So we test like water quality, we do different fish sampling techniques and learn all about um, navigating in the middle of the woods. And it was so fun and awesome. We were in the middle of nowhere in the UP of Michigan, tons of wildlife. We lived on a lake. It was like the best thing about Purdue. And I just love being at Purdue in general. So I think all four years were like the best time. Um, so aquatic science, do you have a favorite fish and why? Yes, I do. I like to split it up. Uh, my favorite freshwater fish that you can find around these parts is the rainbow darter. It's a little tiny fish, uh, about the length of your finger maybe, and it lives in really clear, rocky streams. So you can find them, like, I always find them at Indian Creek, which is in Martell Forest. And I like them because they're like bright blue and orange and they're just like beautiful little fish. I feel like you don't find that coloring a lot of times on freshwater fish. So it's really fun. My favorite saltwater fish is a Kaunos stingray because they're just really cool. And I worked at a zoo that had a pet tank for Kaunos stingrays. So I think they're really cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah. You're a college basketball fan. It is March. Can you tell us anything about March Madness? Have you filled out a bracket? Do you have a favorite? So unfortunately, they haven't brought the bracket out yet. It's March, though. It's So it's March, but that doesn't start till not this weekend, but next weekend, because they're doing mm. all of, like, the individual conference playoffs. So, like, the big – I mean, the Big Ten, like, um, bracket hasn't – so then, you know, like, people win conferences, and then, like, then they make the March Madness brackets. Okay. Um, so like a little too I, early. Yes, but I am a big college basketball fan. Um, I'm gunning for Purdue to go to the Final Four, hopefully. I think it's finally their year. And I'm really excited to watch March Madness because it's going to be a crazy year, I think. It is every year, but it's going to be extra crazy this year. So after they um, release the bracket, about okay. how long does it take until the championship game? It's like two or three weeks. Because like the first weekend – 
in March Madness, they play like an insane amount of basketball games. That's what's that's like the best. Not to be like dramatic, but like that's like the best weekend of the year because it's just like any channel you turn on, like sports related, has a college basketball game that's really interesting. Because right now there's tons of college basketball, but it's against it's like teams I don't care about, and they might not be very good. No offense, not good teams, but you're not very fun to watch. And this is just like all the best teams in the country playing in March Madness, and it's awesome. Excellent. I hope Purdue goes all the way. I really, I know you'll support them. You've been a vegetarian for a few years. Mm-hmm. How many? Um, going on five. Excellent. Okay. So I wanted to ask you about your lunches. They always look delicious. Um, I eat like the same thing every day for lunch. So I'm just really looking for some like go-to lunch recipe ideas. Um, for lunch, I'm a big salad gal. Um, by big salad, I mean like I hate salads that are just lettuce and dressing. Get that out of here. I like big salads. So like today my lunch is actually a big salad and it's got kale and cucumbers and tomatoes and red onion and roasted broccoli and quinoa and like just a whole array of things. And I love that because it's fun, it's light. I like big dinners, so I like a nice light lunch. Um, I also really like rice bowls, you know, like rice with like, like pokey bowls, like minus the fish with like tofu instead. I really like Mediterranean bowls, which is like the same as a poke bowl, but with Mediterranean ingredients. I just like eating a variety of things. I am a big variety person, if you haven't noticed. Doing the same thing every day, like, kills me, actually. I feel like your sandwiches always look really great, too, and I'm like, how do you make such good sandwiches? Oh, gosh, I don't even know what I put on my sandwiches. I'm not a big sandwich gal. I think I was just telling you earlier, like, cold sandwiches are, like, not it for me. I really like warm sandwiches. Um, I don't know. I think I just put, like, every vegetable I have in my house, like, on a sandwich with a little bit of hummus, and I really like spicy brown mustard. Exquisite, and I put that on there, and it's great, and it's a big sandwich. And sourdough bread, I think, is the key to a really good sandwich, or good bread, just in general, even if you're not a sourdough person. Where do you like to get your quality bread? I'm so glad you asked. Smitty's bread is the best bread that I've ever had. I just bought some pumpernickel from them this morning, so... They have all kinds of bread. The Lafayette sourdough is, I can't express how good it is. That's, I have, I'm at a loss for words. And they're so nice there. They're so nice. They're always, they always have recommendations. They have like half off day old pastries, which are like just as good as the first day. Right. And they're awesome. Wow. Check out Smitty Bread if you haven't. Mm-hmm. You're planning a container garden this year mm-hmm. at your little apartment. What are you excited about growing? Um... I'm super excited about growing tomatoes. I love fresh tomatoes because I really like tomatoes. Um, and I love just like being able to like pop a cherry tomato in the mouth and lay out my door in the morning. Um, sad news about my container garden, none of my plants have germinated and I planted them three weeks ago. Mm. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I may have to like not do the, I'm planting them inside so I can like, they grow big so I can plant them outside and like get produce right away. So I might have to buy them like more expensive like plants that have already been grown which is totally fine um i'm really excited about my oh and herbs i want to make a ginormous basil plant so i can have um fresh pesto that i can make and freeze for the whole year that's a great idea i love pesto okay i was thinking about this as i was editing amy's episode so you're a resident gen z colleague i have to ask does gen z listen to podcasts i think gen z does listen to podcasts at least i do my 
friends for the most part do. I think Gen Z listens to podcasts. I think it's a great way to, for Gen Z to get news that's not like watch because you know watching the news isn't like no Gen Z has cable like that's silly. right. Um, and I know I do like I listen to like NPRs you know like morning news, and they also have like really good podcasts just in general about like everything that you can like learn about. Mm-hmm. I think they listen to podcasts. Okay, I was worried because I asked another one of my colleagues who's also Gen Z. And he told me that he listens – he was like, oh, yeah, you got to watch this podcast. And I was like, oh, no, does Gen Z only watch podcasts with video on YouTube? I I don't. I mean, they record them on YouTube, but they're also on Spotify. Yeah. So, like, they post them everywhere. And I just listen to them on Spotify because I, like – I don't – I feel like if I'm listening to a podcast, I just want to listen. I don't want to watch something. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at the data on it. It seemed like – um. It seemed like some people do like to watch the podcast on YouTube, but yeah. But what, what are you going to do? That person's yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Maybe that's not our demographic anyway. I don't know. I agree. I would love for everyone to listen to this podcast. Madison, what keeps you up at night? You should know, Amanda. A lot of things keep me up at night. Amanda knows that I'm scared of a lot of things. I don't share in Amanda's love for horror movies. Um, what keeps me up at night is, I don't know, I worry about a lot of things. The spiders I, in your apartment, they're coming back. It's I know. Yeah, it's I time. I know, they are coming. There was one in my shower the other day. <laughs> um, I, I guess you can't see. My eyes got really big when Amanda said spiders. Um, I don't love spiders. I'm trying to let them, like, if they're in, like, the corners of my rooms, I'm trying to give them their space because... It's fine, but also then they might come into my space. Then we might have a problem like last fall when they were sitting in my clothes pile and it scared the crap out of me. Um, yeah, I'd say that keeps me up at night. Oh, whether I locked my front door keeps me up at night because then I'm like, oh, do I want to get out of bed to go check? And then every time I go check, it's never unlocked. I always lock it, but I'm just, I worry. Yeah. Do you think that'll change when you move into a different neighborhood? Um, yes, but my next apartment also has keypad front door, and then I live on the second floor. Living on the first floor is definitely my, like, because my old apartment, I lived on the third floor in a three-story building, like a walk-up. So I was like, no one's ever going to come up to my three, my third story to, like, come in my apartment. They'll just go into the first-story apartments. But now, it's the first time I've lived on the first floor in years, and I think that's what's keeping me up. Yeah. my last apartment, it kept me up living on the first floor. I just hate the first floor. What was the last thing you Googled? Um, last night, um, Amy and myself were at a site visit for native plantings, and I looked up whether Rose of Sharon is invasive. Oh, what'd you find out? It is invasive. People love that shrub. Yeah. He didn't know what it was. He just had an inkling that it was Rose of Sharon, and he was like, I don't know if that's bad. I think it's bad. I was like, it's bad. Um... I have a bad habit of keeping a lot of tabs open on my phone. Me too. But then I look back and think, oh, yeah, I Um, remember that. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, I was researching this. Or you have, like, an open, like, this is um, jewelry I want to buy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to buy that jewelry. Is there anything else you think I should have asked you or anything you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think these were some great questions on a great podcast. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Wow, guest number two. 
So I'm so honored that you said yes. I did have to twist your arm a little bit. I was really free this week, so. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out well. I hope you'll tune in to our next episode where I talk with Jordan Young. Jordan's the invasive species technician in our county. She'll share about her job, common invasive plants, and how and why we get rid of them. Send in those invasive plant questions for Jordan. This podcast is produced by me, Amanda Estes, stormwater educator for the TCPWQ. Special thanks to Scott Allersmeyer for the excellent recording setup, Jimmy Katrin for the hype and encouragement, and Austin Wiesler for coming up with the podcast name and slogan. Rain drains bioswales. Whether it's clean, green, or flows downstream, we talk about it. If you have questions, suggestions, or want to learn more, visit us at tcpwq.org or call 765-807-1817. You can also find us on Facebook at TCPWQ and at Tippecanoe Water on Twitter. If you made it this far, I'm treating you with a blooper reel. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Okay, would you rather be embarrassed or be afraid? I'd rather be embarrassed. I don't like being afraid. I feel like I'm embarrassed for I feel like half my life I've been if I've been awake I've been embarrassed. So you're more used to it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Please don't do anything with that. Did you hear the blooper reel yet? That's gonna be on the blooper reel. No, please don't put that on the blooper reel. It's really embarrassing. It's super funny. <laughs>